Hello, hello, and welcome to the Your Latina Mentor podcast with your host, Isabel Restrepo, or Isabel Restrepo, as I got used to saying growing up in Minnesota so that people would understand me. And that's actually a perfect example highlighting what this podcast is all about, where I'll be sharing experiences, tools, and resources to navigate what it means to be a woman, a Latina, an immigrant, and everything in between what I like to call this human experience. Part of the inspiration for this podcast is also that I didn't have a Latina mentor growing up, and I wish that some of the things that I'm going to share with you, somebody would have shared with me. I am so happy that you are here. Welcome. Hello, hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. I'm so excited. I have my good friend Ricky on the podcast today. And I love his story. We made up a hashtag. It's called hashtag follow your dreams always like Ricky did. You know, it just rolls off right off the tongue. And (laughs) his story is so inspiring. I love him so much. I met Ricky when we were working together at Telemundo. And we both had uh, an internship with Yanis. Shout out to Yanis. <laughs> so I'm just so excited. We're going to dive into what that hashtag is all about. But let me just take a pause, Ricky. I'm so excited that you're here. Welcome, welcome. Tell Thank us you. about you. What do you do? Where are you? Tell us a little bit about yourself. So, yeah. Uh, thanks for the intro. First of all, <laughs> so um, yeah, my name is Ricky Rosario. I'm a filmmaker, entrepreneur, uh, you know, some people say jack of all trades, but, you know, doing what I can to uh, make interesting stories, you know, in all different forms of media. That's kind of my, my thing. He is being so modest because <laughs> he's like editor director, producer, creative, all of the things. And he's just sitting there like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I love it. Well, okay. Bring us back years ago to Mm -hmm, Telemundo. mm -hmm. You're working at Telemundo. I think you were, a. I don't know if you were doing your internship. But I, I was, was a coordinator. Yeah, I was I doing know. my internship when you were a coordinator. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So we're working at Telemundo. This is ad sales. This is very corporate. This is nine yeah. to whatever. Like, not you know, your corporate nine to five uh, entertainment behind the camera, way behind the camera in a cubicle, not even anywhere near not a near, production yeah. no, studio no, no or anything. No, nowhere near set. Nowhere near set. Nowhere near a set, and this is New York City. So you tell us where you grew up. What's your background? I know you're Latino, Ricky. Tell us everything. You know, I'm Dominican, you know. I I was born in Jersey, but my parents are Dominican. I'm Dominican, you know. Proud Dominican. I grew up in New Jersey. Uh, It's right across the river from New York, so, you know, I consider myself a New Yorker as well. Uh, I always was doing stuff in the city. So it was actually like a dream come true to be working in the city, you know, like, oh, I got the big boy job, you know, across the river, look at me. Um, so that was really cool to have, you know, those opportunities, especially through the internship and then getting the job at, um, at Mundo eventually. Um, 
but I, I don't think I ever, if it wasn't for the job at Telemundo, I definitely, I definitely would have not fallen in love with like storytelling more mm. um, because being there at, at Telemundo and NBC, like you really got to see like the inner workings of all the stuff, right? Like, oh, there's all these shows for the year. There's this commercial, these commercials, like you really start to see like, you, you know, you're inside of the, the, the belly of the beast in a way, right? Where you're seeing how everything starts, gets thrown out to the world and then somehow gets recycled with something else that does the same thing, gets put together, gets thrown out to the world and then takes on a life of its own. So being there definitely uh, ramped up my interest in storytelling and entertainment and just like what that entailed, you know? Uh, yes. I definitely never, I never really, never thought it was I was going to do that. I always was just like, I wanted to be in business. I thought I was going to be like a stock trader because I studied finance. Mm. Um, but I also picked up the marketing background, which I think is what led me more to like, oh, wait, there's like a creative thing that you can do. And there's actually a job, a career, and it's real. And I think that's the biggest thing, especially where I'm from. I'm from Union City, New Jersey, like Hudson County. Um, and for whatever reason, there's... Uh, there's not this idea that a creative job is real. And it's like, no, it mm. is. You know, it was like, it totally is. Like, that's a real thing. You can be a creative in some capacity and have, make a living, have a family, have a life, have retirement, have like all these things yeah. by being creative. It's just a matter of really understanding like what your skill sets are, you know? Oh, I just got chills, Ricky, because I think, no, seriously, I think I think there's so many opportunities out there and jobs that exist that we have no idea about. But if your environment is like, no, this is what we do and, and creativity isn't really a part of it, it's not really visible, then how would you know otherwise? You know, it's like, I think for me, a lot of the roles that I've had, I didn't even know that existed, but mm -hmm, it just, mm -hmm. one thing has led me to another, but take us to, you're working at Telemundo, you're an intern, yeah. you're like, yeah. wow, there's this whole other world. There's this possibility of creativity in my day to day. And yeah. how did you make this decision? Like, what was that like? Because you took a really big leap of faith and mm -hmm. tell us more about what that was, what that was <laughs> and what that was like to get to that point. Yeah. I mean, especially going through the internship, I think the internship was like, oh, I'm going to get a nine to five job, right? That's the whole goal of an internship mm -hmm. to get in and get the job, get the salary. Mm -hmm. So then after graduating and then I finally was uh, working, you know, at Telemundo, it, now I was working with the affiliate relations team after my internship, which I, you were still there. I think yeah. you were, yeah, you were still there. <clears throat> um, and then that was like another department that I started learning more about the business of like, you know, Nielsen ratings and all this other stuff. So it was just, you know, getting my foot into a media company. I didn't realize like how big of a first step that was mm. to then really introduce me to like, oh, there's, you know, there's directors, there's producers, there's production companies that these media companies are working with that are making these things or, you know, making these, these this content. And it really, um, it wasn't until uh, <laughs> I was kind of just like going to the day to day of being at the cubicle at the office. And I'm like, oh, it's cool that we're providing all these services or like research or all these things for this content, but like, how do I get on that? How, like, how do I make that? Like, how, yeah. you know, how, how am I the one that's like, hey, NBC, you have to put my show up at eight o'clock. You know, like, well, where, where can I get to that, to that, to that point? 
And then what I started doing a lot while at work was um, I would always just sit and listen to like YouTube clips of like Martin Scorsese, Spike Lee, just like really understanding like, oh, okay, everyone that you admire or look up to, like just took a bunch of steps, right? Yeah. And everyone's step is going to be different. Some people will get it sooner, some people get it later, but like there were steps that had to be taken in order to, for them to do the thing. You can't just say, hey, I want to be a director. And someone's going to be like, you know what? Oh my God. You're a visionary just because you want to be a director. Yeah. Here's the job. Like, it's not, that's not how that works, you know? So I think it isn't. Being, okay. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> so being being at the Mundo and just understanding, like, oh, okay, these people are giving these jobs because they've done X, Y, and Z, right? They become mm-hmm. a name because they've done X, Y, and Z. You know, they're getting, you know, even people, I met so many people that work in commercials now. I'm like, you have no idea who they are, but they make a great living just directing commercials, you know? They yeah. don't have to be famous. They don't have to, you know, it's just they're working and they're making content. And then, you know, understanding that everything you see on TV is literally a job. And that's what I love. Oh, yeah. it's like, oh my God, every commercial, that's a job. Every show, that's a job. Every movie, that's a job. Every late night news channel, that, that's a job, right? Like that's someone works on that. There's a camera person putting out the news for people, you know? So understanding that was then, you know, because I studied business, I, I, I learned that everything is a business. And then, you know, so after my, because <clears throat> I, I worked like a year and a half at Telemundo, um, and I think it was actually when I was finally working, like salary was when you int- you actually introduced me to like Justin and Joe and Forwin and stuff. And again, I credit you a lot because it was just off of me telling you, hey, I'm interested in production. And you said, oh, well, I have a friend that started yeah. his own production company. And I was like, okay, cool, cool. Like that's, that's, those are the people that I want to be around. All right, great. Like that's what I'm going to do. Um, so even in meeting Justin and, and, and growing with Justin too, and like Four Win, and working with Joe and stuff like that, it was a way for me to see like, oh, this is how you start like carving a niche for yourself as like a content creator, a filmmaker. You know, okay, yeah, this is what you do. You know, as as independent as it was, but that's the way it starts, right? You just kind of start independently, and then you work your way up. And up to this point, right? Like we've been able to work with so many big brands and and companies. So like that that introduction and that like that journey and meeting justin and, and forum and all that stuff was like oh, okay this is kind of the thing you know you work for a production company you make some stuff you hopefully sell it um you get you get clients for other types of you know content and this is that world this is how that works um yeah i want to take a pause because i think you the way you share it i love it because you're just like well that's what you do now and this is the step and you know it seems so natural but i think when you shared with me you're like i really want to go into production i and it seemed like up until that point you really hadn't had a lot of experience in that Mm -hmm. it was just like your interest and your being in, you know, at the cubicle, but seeing all of these different elements of, of entertainment. And that's Mm -hmm. a huge umbrella to like, (laughs) I mean, you have jobs upon jobs upon jobs of like everything that you can think of. But I remember you being like, I'm really interested in, in production and filmmaking. And I'm like, great. I have a friend who is obsessed with that. Justin, you're going to go talk to him because that's the perfect person for you to connect with. And 
um, I love connecting people. So the fact that like it was beautiful and it flourished and, and, and you like ran with it, Ricky though, it was just like, this is what I want to do. You like jumped in head first, <laughs> like really just went for it. And I think yeah. we laugh now because Yanith and we have another friend uh, in common, Steph, that we were just like, follow your dreams always like Ricky did because holy shit, Ricky is really, he's going to, he ends up moving to LA across yeah. the country and you're like, I got to go pursue my dreams. I have yeah. to go do it. So like... <laughs> Yeah, and, they, and that was like more of a timing thing. I just like started hearing like you just right. If you know what you're gonna do, just like start it. Like you yes, know, it's really a time thing. It really is. You know, like we see all these successful businesses or successful people, but when you really look back at it, like oh, they actually spent X amount of time or X amount of years. Even when someone is very young, right? Like I, I hate when uh, I, I hear people like oh, so and so is only 15 and they're already blah blah blah. blah. Maybe they had 10 years of dancing mm. or 10 years of, mm. you know, that because their parents put them in that and they love that. And yeah, now they're able to be in a big movie at 15. Like, you know, like, were you dancing for 10 years? Like, you yeah, know? yeah. So it's just little things like that. It's like, that's, I think, what was the big push for me, you know? And then Val, you know, a mentor that we both had, he was very big on like, go to LA. Like, he was like, mm. let's go to LA, learn the business, and then you could work wherever because the business runs out of LA. And he was absolutely right, even up to this point, even with all the cities like Atlanta and like New Mexico, all these places that have big production hubs, like all the all the decisions still come out of LA. The big studios are in LA, the big yeah. companies are in LA. So it's like, why not go to the center of that and like learn it and work it, you know, and just like really be in the middle of it and you know, that was the biggest lesson that I you know, that I was like, damn. If only I left like maybe five years earlier, you know, like that's what, the, that's what I was going through. Even though, yeah, I was, I've been able to do a lot in these last, like whatever, eight, nine years. It's like, um, wow. What if I would have left five years earlier or three years earlier or, you know, like who knows. Right. Well, I think you're right on time, Ricky. Don't even worry <laughs> about that. There's like a saying in Spanish that says, um, el hubiera no existe, like yeah, I should have, yeah. like doesn't exist. So you're right on time, Ricky. Okay, yeah, don't totally. worry. <laughs> and I mean, we were just joking about this, but was that really eight or nine years ago already that you Well, so yeah, I was, it was officially seven when 2020 came around, seven years. I left, right? I left. Mm. So basically, I was in LA from 2013 to 2020. Um, but I was still coming back to LA for work. So like, I still always considered it at home, even though I haven't up until this recent move back, I haven't, I hadn't been here for, I guess, call it two years, but it was still a home. So like for me to be able to come back to work, I was like, wow, this is like, you know, yeah. Imagine I would have started this earlier where I could have been traveling like this to this place and still working, you know, and having like, a, uh, you know, and, and, and I was very grateful because like, I essentially created a community that, you know, was trusting enough to have me work with them, you know, even that I wasn't in town. Yeah. Um, but yeah, coming up on 2020, well, coming up on 2023 would be 10 years officially that like I made the move, I'm working production, doing all the stuff. Yeah, so, that's amazing. And yeah. we were just joking before we started recording that like you're do like I remember one of the things that you said was like I want to be bi-coastal and like you've got you you're doing it Ricky like can we take a moment and celebrate that like what thanks man yeah seriously I I, I, I 
you know, my birthday just passed and I just turned 34. Yeah, you know, and something that I've been thinking about this past year and just like something that now, you know, getting older, I'm like, wow, I guess the the biggest thing is to align yourself with the people or the decisions that will allow you to live the life you want, right? Like X when you want to be my co-star, what did I have to do for that? Create a community in LA, but also know I have a community on the East Coast. Okay, the thing that I do in LA, I can also do on the East Coast. So then that yes. was that's what allowed me, right? I just I moved to Miami for a little bit and I was able to work productions down there. Now I have a community of, hey, I have a shoot that needs to shoot in Miami. Can I, you know, can you help me put it together? Can I do this? Yes. Together? Same with Jersey being that I grew up in, you know, in New Jersey and New York. It's like, oh, I have a hub of people that I can make stuff with in New York. You know, so again, I'm I was I finally learned that aligning myself with like the people or the communities that that align with the life you want, you're able to yeah you know, do what you want, you know. And yeah. It's not, and it doesn't matter if it doesn't. It's not bringing in millions of dollars. Like yeah, I'm not a millionaire by any means yet, but I feel like the steps I'm taking will allow me to figure out how to get to that point. Now, you know, like, yes. doing the things that I want to do in the cities that I want to do. Yes, and I think you're, I mean, who, who doesn't love Ricky? But like, <laughs> I think you have just this natural way of creating community with those people around you with the, and it's not just, yes, aligning with them, but like, you really like, run with it. Like, mm-hmm. yes, I've made millions of introductions to people and not everyone runs with it. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's a, there's another level of like, "Mm," that you've got that you're able to do the things that you do. Cause you have this vision and this dream of like, okay, this is the kind of life that I want to build for myself. These are the steps that I'm going to take to get there. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Again, yeah. Steps, understanding the steps just, you know, I had to eat a lot of shit when I first got here, you know? And I'm saying that it's all, like, easy. Like, no, I still kind of have to, you know, work for some jobs and really, like, put myself out there. But at first, it was, like, really shitty hours, really shitty jobs. and But it allowed me to see the inner workings of what, you know, what the jobs were, what the industry was, what I don't want to do, what I do want to mm. do, what I'm willing to do for money, for a job, right? Like, because then it got to a point where I was like, oh, I can say no to some jobs because, you know, I don't do that role or I don't do that, you know. I, yeah. I understand. Like, and it's more not even because I'm like, oh, I don't want to get paid or I don't want money. It's like, no, I understand what my skill sets are. Like, I might not yes. have enough for that, you know. Yes. Like, this yeah. is what I'm available for. This is my rate. And yeah, that's it. maybe like, because these are my skills. Exactly. Like, you know, and I'm so I'm only doing you the favor. Like, don't hire me to do this other thing that I'm not going to be great at. Like, yes, you know, I can help you in this other capacity that can maybe help you in that other way. But this is what I can bring to the table, you know? Yes. Um, that's something that I had to learn, you know, eventually while being here. And that's also, again, just like aligning yourself with the proper decisions, people, opportunities that are like, don't do that job if you know it's not where you want to go. Right? Yeah. You want to work in art department, you want to do this and stuff, don't do that. You know? Yes. And I think, I know for me, sometimes it's like, I won't really learn the lesson I t- until I go do it. And then I'm like, fuck, why did I go do this? Sometimes I learn the hard way. Yeah. You talk to yourself about it. You told yourself this. Like, you told yourself this. Yeah. That but- happened a lot to me this year, too. Like, I told myself this wasn't going to work this way. Like, I should, like, you know, trusting your intuition, man, it's a big thing. 
Yeah, but now you know, because it's like, now when this other thing comes up and you're like, see, last time I didn't listen to myself, yeah. this happened, yeah. I'm going to listen to me, I'm going to trust yeah. my intuition, yeah. build that trust with the with the with your own intuition so you can, you know, mm -hmm. put the rates or hold the boundaries or whatever it may mm -hmm. be. And then that's how you get to that next step. And it just keeps growing and growing. I love yeah, that. No, no, yeah, trust your instincts. Man. I feel like. Your instincts are telling you this is like your, your body's, you know, like tensing up for whatever mm. reason because that's mm. your instinct telling you like, hey, you know, warning, warning, you know. Yes, <laughs> you know? yes, alert. Yeah, Listen. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes you don't because we're seeing it. We're not like we have to understand like our intuition and our instincts are actually telling us, like feeling that, like, hey, not a good thing. Yeah. Will work or opportunity of a lifetime, you know, and like jump on it, you know. So whenever we feel that tense up, that's our body. That's our that's yeah, our, yeah. Alert! You need to listen yeah, yeah. to what you're feeling, not what your mind is saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah I exactly. agree a thousand percent. I guess like um, as we or as you've kind of gone through all of these different projects, there's a there's a project that's high on my like top of my mind. Uh -huh. Tell us about this project. <laughs> I think I know. It's I don't know. It was on like. A channel you might be familiar with, HBO. I don't know, something like that. Are you talking about Abuela's Luck? I am. <laughs> Tell us about Abuela's Luck. Which, so, yeah, yeah. Um, Abuela's Luck was a short film that I did uh, back in 2018, and then it got on HBO from 2019 to 2021. Um, it was essentially, like, I've done shorts before that, but it was essentially like, the first real short that I, like, put out to film festivals, did the whole, like, festival run, media stuff for it, you know, so it was a great experience, and it's definitely something that um, really, like, got me understanding kind of, like, the inner workings of, of the game and the industry, which is, hey, you got to some of your film to this stuff. You have to do this type, you know. Mm -hmm. these type of tours really like it was like a tour for me i was like going around to different cities yes. we could be seen you know um <clears throat> but the craziest story about that is the fact that the hbo situation happened because of the first film festival we went to mm. which is the, the new york, the new york latino film festival they're sponsored by hbo so hbo must have seen it there and that's kind of how that happened yes. um and it's crazy because that festival was actually a festival that I went to when I was working at Telemundo because mm -hmm. we, we had sponsorship tickets through Telemundo. And I remember going once and I was like, oh, this is so cool. And, you know, I wasn't thinking I'm a filmmaker. I was just like, cool, film festival, like, you know, movies, yay. So then to be, you know, selected and accepted and then even getting HBO thing through them was like, oh, wow, like, this is awesome. Wow, I just got chills. I'm like getting teary-eyed over here. <laughs> like a yeah. full circle moment. And yeah, yeah. I mean, now with us, like you wrote it, you directed it, you produced, yeah, produced it. it. You yeah, yeah, that was my baby. Uh, that was again the first product that I really like from start to finish was like seed of my idea, you yeah. know, putting it together, and then obviously just also getting my friends and the people that I trusted to like help me, you know, bring it to life and. You know, I'm forever indebted to them for, you know, taking the time, taking the energy, you know. It was so low budget, but, like, they were passionate about it. They were happy to help me. And, you know, like, yeah, it, it got to HBO. And I was like, oh, shit, like, that's great. Yes. 
it just gave me a lot of confidence in feeling like, oh, okay, I am a storyteller. I can tell stories that are commercial, not com so much commercial, but are valued to the media landscape. You know, like I could tell stories that will will want to be distributed and broadcasted, you know, things like that. So that's yeah, and I think that feeling. relatable too. Like it's like, I don't know, as a friend and I've, you know, like cheering you on. And yes, I joke about hashtag follow your dreams, always like read it, but like, it really is like, oh my God, he's really doing it. He's out there living his dreams, making this movie. It's on HBO. Like it just, from this side, it's just like, wow, Ricky, like, yes, go Ricky, go. <laughs> and for those that haven't seen Abuela's Luck, what was the inspiration behind it? Tell us a little bit about the premise of the yeah, Sorry. so when I first moved to LA, I was missing my family a lot because there was not a lot of bodegas and there was not a lot of, you know, not so much Dominican culture, but Caribbean culture. LA is very, mm -hmm. you know, <clears throat> excuse me, like South American, Mexican, which is fine. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. But, you know, grow, growing up where you grew up, you're used to certain things and not having that around and not having my family close. I wanted to try to tell a story of home in a way and make it as easy as I could to make it money-wise. And, you know, I was like, I'm gonna make a film about, you know, a date in a bodega. And the kid just, you know, comes in yes. for, for his grandmother, which is something I still do to this day, right? Like, I'm yes. still my, my grandmother's scratch house, you know? So, you know, my abuela, my fucking tias and shit, like, they're all getting scratch house all the time. So <laughs> I just wanted to like hone in on some type of story around that, you know? And my main thing was like, you know, filmmakers that I love, a lot of times when they had not a lot of money, it was like, how do I make it the easiest for me? You know, what can what can I do with the resources I have? Mm -hmm. You know, and, and we raised money for it, which again was, uh, I think was a testament to the people that believed in, in our story and believed in me, believed in, you know, the people that I was able to produce and collaborate with on this, you know, like a lot of my closest friends were on that with me and now they themselves have done great things in the industry on their own, right? And, you yeah. know, actors, actresses, you know, the cinematographer, like, you know, all of us, we're all doing something great, you know, Justin with Forwin, like editing and stuff like that. Like, you know, it was a huge, huge, like collaborative process. And like, we've all grown. And I thought that was a beautiful thing that we, we all like came together on this one, one project that brought it to life. And yeah, it just all stemmed from missing my family, just missing home and, <clears throat> and try to, trying to prove that I could tell stories. And that was the biggest thing, because up to that point, I was still, like, PAing and, like, you know, mm -hmm. doing, like, a small job, which is fine. Um, but I was trying to prove myself. I was like, hey, you know, I could really tell a story, you know. And, like, I really can tell a story that either A, gets to five festivals, cool. Ten festivals, great. But to get bought and, like, you know, and, like, yeah. <laughs> this, you know, I was like, oh, okay, cool, like. You know, and it did, it did, it definitely got me a lot of work. You know, I think I, there was definitely some missteps in terms of uh, how I could have maybe approached like directing more after that. Um, also, pandemic kind of threw a huge wrench mm -hmm. into like how the industry broke down. Um, but it definitely still got me a lot of work because I think it proved to people that, you know, I'm a storyteller. I'm going to like just try to make or tell the best story possible, right? Like, I will always approach it in like, is this, is this the goal for the story? Does this move it forward? Does this make sense? You know, I mean, I'm, I'm on a lot of projects now as a producer and it's like with friends of mine that, you know, want me to help them grow it to a point that maybe it could get bought. 
by yeah. HP, you know, for them, you know, in a way. Yeah. So like, what, like, oh, what was the steps that you took? I'm like, yeah, of course. Like, let's let's do that thing, you know. Um, I also love that, like you, because you had this business background. That's what you studied, and then mm-hmm. you have this whole creative side that you can merge both of these two in producing. Like it's like really making it your own too in the way that you approach your work and the way that all of your experiences, the, your inspiration. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that, and that's, you know, I think I credit business school for sure in enlightening me that like everything's a business, everything's a business. Every single thing we interact with on a day-to-day basis is a business. This mm-hmm. thing we're on right now, this website is a business that runs. Yeah, they- <laughs> you know, everything's a business that, and you know, it's just kind of like figuring out what's the business you want to run, you know. And I think that's the for as much as people just want to work, have a job, all this stuff is like, well, then you can't complain when you don't have the freedom to do all these other things that the person that starting their own business mm. is it, you know like, mm. you know and oh but i should just get paid more well i don't know you know like then that's like right the the gift and the curse about having you know a nine to five or working for someone or working or, yeah. you know it's like the, what like, risk are you willing to take exactly and like that's really up to you so you know if you hear someone that's mm-hmm. like you know i have friends always like oh what are you doing at home you're not really working you're doing that. well i'm like well yeah maybe i worked for 30 minutes but like i still have to do some work you know like i just happen to do a thing that allows me to work you know in pockets this way you know? yes like, sorry you know like oh my god i get that all the time from my family they think i'm just like chilling at home all day every day i'm like yes i chill but i yeah. also work but like yeah. Don't at me just because you wish you could chill. You know, like, I'm just yeah, like, don't like, just find me. Hello? Like, respect, please. <laughs> yeah. And then I, also, I try to tell people, too, like, oh, do you love, you know, such and such artists? Like, you love Mark Anthony Green. He's been around for years, but this man decided he could sing and make music and he runs a business. He does yes. his thing. Like, you know, there's so many different people that you could bring up. It's like, you love those people? Well, this is, this is what they did. You know, like this, yeah. this is the risk they took. This is the, you know, these are the things that they had to do to get to the, where they were. You may not see it now, but I bet you can sit down with them and ask them that. And they will tell you, hey, oh, yeah, there were 10 years where this, this, and this did not go my way or I was doing these jobs. And so that's why I'm like, anyone that I complains about stuff, I'm like, well, you know, you choose your life. Like, you know, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> you know, and I know everyone's situation is different, but again, going back to steps. Hey, if you don't have all the money in the world and you're you say like, oh my god, I'm let's say you're homeless in a situation, right? What are the steps to get you out of that? Right? What are the steps? Mm-hmm. What moves to help you can reach out to? Like, right? Like there's 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 steps to like get out of it. Cause I know for myself, I'm like, there's people that have been in, in more dire situations than myself that have been able to make it work. So if I can't make it work with the resources or the abilities that I have now, like what's my excuse? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Do you hear the stories of like people that, you know, had a kid young and became like amazing actors after so long? It's like, wow, yeah. How did they do it? Right. I see yeah. my friends that are having kids and they're like, oh my God, I don't know how people do it. It's like, it's, but they, someone's done it. You know? <laughs> I think I, I love that you highlight this. I mean, there's so many steps that take that you don't just jump from one thing to another. There's so many steps in between and it's like a daily choice of like, okay, do I want to go down this road? Is this what I want? And I think it's 
it's really about being in alignment with like, is this really what I want? And what are the steps I need to do to get there? And for me, I mean, like, sometimes I'm like, fuck it. I've been doing so many steps. Like, why isn't it working? (laughs) And I I sometimes want it faster, but sometimes it either is not meant to be, or I've gone down the wrong path and I need to reroute. And, Mm -hmm. and I think in general, there's kind of this belief that like, you know, the overnight success, yet they don't see the like, years of of work before and not to say that you can't have success overnight there are people out there who you know the timeline's a little bit shorter but I think we or at least for me sometimes I I forget it myself it's like okay this isn't going to happen overnight like it there's just natural like a a, if you plant something nature is not just going to like sprout overnight. Like you have to tend to the roots and you have to water it and you have to put it in sunlight and too much sun. Oh, now you burnt your plant, like bring it inside. Like, and it takes, it takes its cycles and everything. I guess like, what is the, and maybe this is kind of answering, but if you think about your own journey through, through moving and deciding and following your intuition, like what's the biggest lesson that you've kind of faced with? this whole process of your life. <laughs> um, I, I'm going to go back to what I said before, just really aligning yourself with the people that like have the mm. best interest for you and like really want to help you and not so much like you're, you're like needy. It's like you should help people too. Right. And yes. they don't get given back to you, but just really aligning yourself with the people that, you know, have the best interest for you and are in alignment with what you want to do for yourself. Right. And yeah. It's not like, it's not, a, it's not like you're using people in any way. It's like, no, you're creating just formidable relationships and common interests or common goals or common, you know, understanding. Right. Yeah. You know, like your introduction to Justin and Joe, like that has 10 times than other areas with other people because I know, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. so like, and again, just sticking to the people that are like, Hey, we love working with Ricky. That you know, great. Like I love working with you guys. How can I help do this? Blah blah. blah. Oh, you guys can maybe help me on this thing that I have coming up. Now. You know, like just really, really creating. You know, they say you know it takes a village and that stuff. Like no, really creating yourself like a village and community of people that it's common goals, common interests. And I wish I would have tapped into that earlier. And I think that's like kind of my advice to any young person is like, yo, just tap into those communities earlier, sooner they might the change the faces might change but like the the goals will continue to grow and as the faces change it'll just be a common thread of like oh but this person wants to do this person like you know it's like yeah still the same great people maybe the faces change a little bit but still the same great people that still have the same common goals and just like and you're just like forever just like recycling this like energy to do the same thing you know yeah yeah and I mean, you mentioned earlier, like everything is a business, but as I hear you speak, like, yes, everything is a business, but also like you need that human element of community and relationship building and, you know, yes, like following the connections and being a good person, you know, like otherwise no one's going to want to work with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I tell people all the time, like, if you're not getting a lot of work in L.A., sometimes that may mean that you're just a shitty person to work with. Yeah. <laughs> because everyone's always working, right? Like, everyone's always working here, like especially in a city like this. So it's like, dog, if you're not getting any calls, then you might have, like, either messed up bad on something or, like, no one likes to work with you. You need an attitude check. 
Yeah, yeah. Right, right, figure that out, right? Like, I yeah. have messed up a lot of times on jobs, but, you know, I'm aware that those relationships are strong and they were just like, don't let it happen again. Like, mm-hmm. cool, great, you know, I fix it or I do better the next time or I go above and beyond, whatever the case is. But, you know, just understanding like, okay, where am I really in the world that I want to be in? Am I doing things right? Am I, yes, easy to work with? Am I talking down to people? Or am I talking mm-hmm. respectfully to people? Or, you know, like, am I, am I taking over conversations or am I actually listening to like what needs to be done or how I should be done, you know? Yes. So understanding all those things can go a very long way. Yeah, oh, definitely. And I guess, like, what would you say to the people that haven't always been supportive? I mean, I'm sure you've had some, not haters, but we'll call them haters, no. but like the doubters, <laughs> you know, because I, I mean, I know for me personally, it's like, you're going to do that. How are you going to like quit your job? Yeah. You know, you're yeah. safe here, whatever. And I'm like, you, you don't know my life, but like, <laughs> <laughs> I guess like, what is your what has your experience been? And like, how do you not let that kind of take over? Yeah, I think a lot of it comes from people's own insecurities, right? Not taking mm-hmm. the chances themselves on certain things. You know, from the day I decided to move to LA, I've gotten that from day one. Are you sure? Why not stay another yes. year? Work for another yeah. year? And again, I worked for another year, then what? I missed that year that I should have been in LA and I have that thought again, right? Oh, I didn't mm-hmm. that but yeah, I think a lot of it comes to yeah, the insecurities that people may have, and that's okay. Um, for me, I'm just like, cool, great, still going to do it. Yes. <laughs> I'll, I'll go through my own SWOT analysis of what's a strength, a weakness, or opportunity or whatever from this, yes. but I'll figure that out myself. Um, I, I never, I don't get offended by what people think or say. I don't get offended by people judging my work or anything like that. I think any anyone's thought and anyone's, you know, their, their own feeling is they have the right to it. You know, but mm-hmm. that's not going to change what I need to do for myself. I know I still need to do this for myself. Yes. You may not agree, and that's okay, but I still need to kind of do this for myself, you know? Yeah. And, and, and that's it. Yeah. It, it really just confirms that, like, trust your intuition and trust that thing that you want to do for you. And other people are going to have so many ideas about it, but then it's kind of like, well, what are you doing? You know, yeah. like, focus on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to focus on me. Thank you. But, like, mm-hmm. I'm going to do me. And-, and and sometimes it could be advice, right? Like, it could be like, hey, maybe you do this. And, but I feel like the advice could be warranted, but maybe figure out how to deliver it and understand, like, mm-hmm. if you're trying to give me advice on what I'm doing, make it fruitful that it's actually going to, like, add to what I want to do, right? Like, yeah, don't just say like, don't do it. Or maybe you should do this, like in this capacity. You know what? That's a good idea. Like that's going to help me, you know? Yeah. yeah. Just shooting it down. Just to shoot it down. You know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. By haters. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I guess like, what would you say to someone who's like, who's interested, who's been thinking about doing this life change, whether that's a career or a city or, you know, whatever it may be, like, what would you say to that person? I mean, uh, I would try to figure out who is the closest person I know that works in production and latch mm-hmm. on to them. That's it. And then from there, you'll just start meeting people, learning about other opportunities. And that's really it. Just like getting yourself in a position where you are surrounded by people doing the thing. At yes. any level, you know, starting mid, 
big studio, whatever the level is, like figure out how to get in with someone that's doing the thing, you know? Yeah. I I will also add, like, let's say, you know, if, if you're Ricky and you're in Union City, you're young, your environment doesn't really have people that are, you know, working in the jobs that you want. I'm like, uh, for some reason, I'm like, find someone that knows somebody that knows somebody yeah. like it yeah, doesn't yeah, have to be it. direct yeah. or yeah. even like LinkedIn or just like yeah. anything, like find that one little like connection because you don't know where it's going to take you. I think. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, some- you know, going back to what we we're talking about, like Justin was that connection for me through you. Mm-hmm. It was like, Hey, you know, someone that's doing the thing, right. Like, and, Forwind wasn't even that big, like it wasn't that big of a company, right? right? He just had started it a couple of years before. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, so, but again, it was someone now that through you, through a friend, I got to meet someone that was doing the jobs, right? Directing, filmmaking, editing, you know, all, you know, all the stuff that I want to get involved with, right? So then that, that just sparks some, uh, a journey that then like sprouts into other journeys, right? Because then through that, I meet other people or other opportunities come up. Or then I could just always say, hey, I work with this production company. I do X, Y, and Z with these people. Maybe yeah. collaborate with new people. You know, so like it's really just getting in with one, just one circle, one person, one whatever. Yeah. That is doing what you want to do. And then you'll see, you know, where you kind of fit in. And I think when you shared with me too, it was very much just like, I want to go, I want to do this. You know, it wasn't like, tell me who to talk to, you know, it was just like you sharing your dreams and like what you want to do in life. And I think that's kind of, that makes it even more magical of just like you're having this conversation with someone and then it sparks a whole, you know, list of other things that happen. But, you know, if you're in an environment where it's like, Oh, I can't really express my dreams you know, the way that I want to, then get some new friends, yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know, like get some new friends, <laughs> get some new people in, who are going to be in your corner. And even though it's like, okay, I don't fully understand it, but we're going to support you. Like, yeah. I think for me, that's also really helped of just having like a group of people and friends that like, yes, like go for it. Like do oh, the yeah. thing, you know, we're here for you in whatever capacity, you know, that may be, oh, yeah. even if it's just like, you go, you know, like cheering yeah, you on. Yeah, cheering you on, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because you do need that. You do need people to believe in you, even if it's one person, you know. Like, yeah. Obviously, and you should always believe in yourself first, but, you know, it's nice to have the people believe in you also and push for you and, like, you know, either advise you or even, you know, feel like, hey, maybe I can help you in some capacity. Yeah. All the things, but I can help you in some capacity, you know. Yes. You need yeah. that. You need that. Yeah, because even if you might be the most sure person, but you're going to have a bad day or like a bad 20 minutes, you know, yeah. like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. that's like you, you will, that's like confirmed. You will have that. So I guess like Ricky, what projects are you working on now? How can people view Abuela's Luck? How can they see what you're up to? How can the people reach you, Ricky? They want to know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm on Instagram and all the socials and stuff like that as Yo Yo Rick Y O Y O O Rick R I C K. Um, I do have a website. 
uh, it's by rickyrosario.com and you can see all, all the stuff. Um, but a couple of things I have coming up, I'm producing a couple of projects, um, you know, in, in different capacities. There's a, a short film that I'm helping produce that my friend directed um, about a professional football player. I don't know if you know him. His name is Warren Sapp. But a uh, professional football player is suffering from CTE and, mm. you know, we documented, like, what's his life been like? So that's a really cool thing because it's so of the time right now, especially yeah. with NFL. Like, there's still a lot of players right now that are getting hurt left and right. Mm. And, you know, the NFL being this big, you know, business, <laughs> you know, is not, doing, you know, so that's the conversation. So that's a cool film. That's actually, you know, it's been going to the film festivals. I'm an, I'm an executive producer on it. And I was also able to like shoot when we went to, to film and stuff. That was cool. Um, I'm also working on the Abuela's Luck feature film. it's been a long time coming you know and you know going back to the doubters thing there's i'm sure there's some doubt that if that could even be a thing because it's not on hbo anymore and all that other stuff but i don't it's fine for me it's just i know there's a story there a story i told a story that was that was interesting and now i'm gonna expand on it and yeah um you know, I'm, I'm looking for investors. I'm going through the whole thing now. So now I'm going through the whole process of like independently trying to make a feature film. And that's been very interesting. Um, you know, I kind of had a hiccup with during pandemic. I feel like as everyone has. Yeah. So I'm not trying to get down too much on myself about that time or time wasted. I'm more just like, how, what can I control now to move forward? And that's really, that's all I can do. What can I control now to move forward? Um, I have another short film that I wrote and I'm producing. Um, very exciting stuff. It's actually a true story of my friend that co-wrote it with me and also she's producing. Um, but it's just tackling like the legal system and brown and you know brown and black people. Basically, her brother got deported at like 15 mm. for having a bag on him of weed. And it's like, then there's multi-billion dollar companies that are doing totally fine. And yet this, you know, this one family had to suffer for 30 plus years, you know, so tackling that stuff, which I think, again, is very of the times. Um, So, yeah, I feel like I'm now I'm really in a groove where, hey, I want to tell stories that I'm passionate about, you know, tell stories that I I know a little bit like that one in particular. She's Dominican. So it's like about a Dominican family, you know, Dominican upbringing from the Bronx, New York. That's something I'm close to. That's something I know. you know, so I'm trying to make sure I'm tapping into that for myself is like, let me tell the stories that I know are, are about my community in some capacity, you know, because every story has been told. It's just a matter of the scenario you set up, the world you kind of create. But like the love story has been told, revenge story has been told, you know, every everything, every, every story has been told. So it's just a matter of like finding the world that you want to create, the community that you want to, you know, shine a light on and stuff like that. So, you know, those are some of the things that I'm working on. I'm also working on some, like, just trying to create every day. I'm trying to get more into, like, the streaming of cool content, whether it be gaming or, you know, I I really want to stream more, like, financial news. As you know, I have a financial Yes, yes. (laughs) So I'm very... I think moving forward, a lot of my stories are going to be very heavily based on like the financial literacy. 
that's not happening in our communities. Like mm. the future for what else look is a lot about that. That what else look feature will, is about you know the lack of financial literacy and kind of how that's our own downfall in our communities. You know, it leads to the violence. It leads to the you know misperception, mis misconceptions of like what it is to be wealthy or what it is to be successful or what it is to be a business owner. Yes. Know? Oh my God, Ricky, I'm getting chills left and right, which like <laughs> for me, that's just like, that means like it's really resonating. Like it's like, <laughs> yes. And I, I have never had so many chills doing a podcast episode. I'm not even kidding. You think oh, I'm joking, but I'm serious. <laughs> like, no. And yes, stories have been told, but the I think the magic of of movies and film and shows it's like no one has heard it the way that you've that you're gonna share it no one has heard it the way that you've told it or even though it might be Dominican like it resonates because yes we definitely need to talk about better financial literacy within yeah, the yeah. Latino community like yes exactly. like yes yeah. like yeah yeah I love I am loving all of this like so. <laughs> <laughs> this is so amazing. I'm, I'm just, I want like for real, like take a moment, Ricky, after That's today, so like you're, look at all these things that you just mentioned. Like, like, you know, the, I don't know if you've seen the like videos on Instagram where it's like, I hope my people watch my movie and then they show like a picture of when they were little and it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. have a movie? Like, seriously, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that's what it makes me think of. I'm like, what? Like, Ricky, you're doing all of these amazing things. There's so many more stories that you're going to share with us. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. so excited to watch all of these. Like, <laughs> yeah. yes, sign us up. Yeah. Bring the popcorn. I will bring the popcorn <laughs> so we can sit back and watch all of these things. I'll have Ricky's way to contact him in the show notes. So if yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, if you're interested, go check out Ricky, follow him on Instagram, check out his website. I guess like any last words to the listeners today. Uh last words, man. It's always your back. It's <laughs> I mean, I think the biggest uh, last words, I mean, we only get one chance at this. That's it. You know, we only truly, truly get one. There's no sequel to our lives. So, like, truly understand that and truly, like, be intentional about the decisions you make and the things you want to do and the things you put out into the world, like, be intentional about this. Yeah, it's like, what I'm really hearing, it's like, like we have this life, like we've got one life to live. Let's do it. Yeah. Express your creativity. And like, I mean, Ricky's talking about finance. He's talking about creativity. He's talking about everything that he's learning and like creating his own special sauce. Like, you know, like it doesn't have to be like either or like you can mm -hmm. really make it by coastal, you know, like. Look at him. He's going from New Jersey to LA to Miami to Atlanta. Like, seriously. Oh, man. You're too sweet, Isabel. Oh. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I'm serious. Look at this. Oh, I love it. Ricky, thank you so much for joining me. I'm so honored to have you as my friend and as my guest on my podcast. Thank you for joining oh, thank me. Thank you. It's a real honor to thank you for having me.
And to everyone listening, we will see you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the Your Latina Mentor podcast. If you like what you heard, please let me know by leaving a review and sharing it with friends and family. If we aren't friends on social media yet, go check out Instagram at Your Latina Mentor or check out the website yourlatinamentor.com and we will see you on the next episode. Talk soon.